Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are on the planet, especially on planet Earth, depending on where you are amongst all the seven continents of planet Earth. That's why I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Some of you are just waking up, some of you are midday already, and some of you are about to sleep. So that's why I will say that. So welcome to Atlantic Discuss. I remain your host, your brother, your anchor. You call me so many good names, but then I will call myself the moderator for Atlanta Discourse. So from all of us here at Atlanta Discourse, I welcome you all to this episode. Today we're talking about Bolatinumbu is the new president-elect in Nigeria. Some say select. So that's how we came up with the topic. Is it president-elect or selected? Too many controversies. So, but then Nigeria still remains, like I always say, as the largest concentration of black people anywhere on the planet. So we can never ignore Nigeria. We have to talk about Nigeria. But for us here, we just go for the facts. That's why at Atlanta Discourse, we embrace all facets of humanity always to disseminate positive news in a world filled with a lot of bad news. Give a voice to the unheard always. Balance the information equation. Search and discuss the facts wherever it leads us to combining the best of the human race to get the best out of mankind. We always bridge the gap between the developing and the developed nations. We embrace business, art, sports, IT, health, history, and faith-based issues always, and we never shy away from the facts. So today, we're talking about Bola Ahmed Tinubu, president-elect or president-select. So we're going to break it down to four, four major segments, right? like what we'll do. What, to, what do we know about Bola Tinubu as a person? Uh, the electoral result and the disputes emanating from it, what may have been violated as three. Then four, we look at the court cases. Then Atlanta discuss, was he elected or selected? We'll make a call on that. You know, we always do. We don't sit on the fence, even though, you know, we, we, we just have to call it what it is. And that's what we're here to do. So this guy, great guy, is the best politician in Nigeria now since, I mean, since independent, I don't know anybody from inception, from the day Nigeria got independent, that has the sagacity, the rich house, the tenacity of purpose, like Bola Tinubu does. Hate him or like him, that's just the truth of the matter. He knows what he wants, he goes for the juggler always, well calculated, but this time around, he has he ran for president, he has been announced by the Electoral Com- uh, Commission as a winner, He's going to be sworn in on the 29th of May. Then, uh, <laughs> unforeseen circumstances, which I very much doubt in this regard. But then, he has ended. But this is going to be the biggest test of his life, the biggest test of his career. Will he overshadow everything? Will he surmount it? Will he conquer the hurdles before him? Only time will tell. So, but then, there are a lot of controversies around it. We just can't shy away from those facts. So, Chief Bala Ahmed Adekunle Tinubu, that's his full name, now GCFR, Commander, Grand Commander, Federal Republic of Nigeria, born 29 March 1952, is a Nigerian accountant and politician who is president-elect of Nigeria today. He served as governor of Lagos State from 1999 to 2007 and a senator for Lagos West during the Third Republic from 1992 to 1993. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bola Ahmed Tinubu spent his early life in southwestern Nigeria and later moved to the United States where he studied accountancy at the Chicago State University. He returned to Nigeria in early 1990s 
I was employed by Mobile Nigeria as an accountant before entering politics as a Lagos West senatorial candidate in 1992 under the banner of the Social Democratic Party. After dictatorship, Abacha dissolved the Senate in 1993 after a coup when he overthrew the interim government. Tinubu became an activist campaigning for the return of democracy as part of the National Democratic Coalition movement, then called NADECO. In the first post-transition Lagos State gubernatorial election, Tinubu won a wide margin as member of the Alliance of Democracy. You know, that's how he became governor of Lagos State. Four years later, he won re-election for a second term after leaving office in 2007. He has played a key role in the formation of the All Progressive Congress in 2013. And in 2023, he was elect- he is elected president of Nigeria, yet he has not been sworn in. So that's the man we're talking about. That's the summary of who he is, his political career, so to say. But in southwestern Nigeria, went to America, did all this and that. So that's what we know about him. That's what it's a Wikipedia, newspapers, everywhere. That's what Bolatini will. So let's look at the election result. What the election result tells us, you know, the election result tells us that Bolatinubu won eight million seven hundred ninety-four thousand and seven hundred twenty-six votes meaning that he got 36.61% of all the vote. Now, the law does tell us that uh, you need to win the majority of the vote to be declared winner. You need to win at least uh, one-third, 25% of the vote in two-third of the state and the federal capital, which is one of the bone of contention. And we're going to really look at that today because that's one of the things that's causing a lot of trouble in Nigeria today. So the result clearly shows from what has been announced by INEC that he won, yes. But there are other issues. But before I go into other issues, let me just quickly look at Section 134 of the Constitution of the Federal Republic, which everybody has been talking about. So it's, it's, uh, I'm going to look at everything. I'm not going to cherry pick and all that. So Section 134.1, a candidate for the election of the office of the president shall be deemed to have been duly elected where there have been only two candidates for the election a, he must have majority of the vote cast at the election. And B, he has not less than one quarter of the vote cast at the election in each of at least two-thirds of all the states in the Federation and Federal Capital Territory. Now, listen, that's if there are two candidates. So, a candidate for an election to the office of the president shall be deemed to have been duly elected where there are more than two candidates for the election. The conditions are A, he has the highest number of vote cast at the election, and B, he has not less than one quarter of the vote cast at the election, each at each of at least two-thirds of all the states in the Federation and the Federal Capital Territory. That's where the problem has always been, and the Federal Capital Territory. You know, so because we all know that he did not have 25% of vote cast in uh at the Federal Capital Territory. And he's the first president elected, declared elected since 1999 that has not won 25%. So what is the Constitution saying there? I'll read it again. He has not less than one quarter of the vote cast at the election in each of at least two-thirds of all the states in the Federation and the Federal Capital Territory. So that's where the that and is conjunctive. We can all see that. So it's there. So three, in a default of a candidate duly elected in accordance with subsection two of this section, there shall be a second election in accordance with subsection four of this section. Now, we don't need to go into all that because we're not there yet. 
you know, a president has been declared the winner of the election, and that person is Bola Ahmed Tinubu. So that's one major area people are complaining about. That's 25% of FCT. So I've read what the constitution says. Some are, are interpreting to mean that it's not necessary. FCT is to third or is, uh, is among the you know cumulative number of states, you know, blah blah blah. But then we also have to look at what the constitution says in other areas that other areas of the constitution that can buttress the argument for Bola Ahmed Tinubu, or maybe not even favor what he's trying to say. But one thing his supporters are saying is that look, he has been declared winner by INEC and the constitution is clear on who the winner is. So long INEC declares him, so be it. But section one of the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria says this constitution is supreme. It is it is provision that shall have binding force on the authorities and persons throughout Nigeria. So the Federal Republic of Nigeria shall not be governed, nor shall any person or group of persons take control of government of Nigeria or any part thereof, except in accordance with the provision of the Constitution. So the argument from those I gave his declaration is that he has not fulfilled that 25% in FCT. So declaring him will be an illegality. You know, that's one. Two, the other issues about his past, that you know, we all know about the uh, when he forfeited four hundred and sixty thousand dollars to the American government in a drug-related case, and the Americans were very emphatic and clear about it that the that money was a proceed of of heroin trade. You know, not just drugs. They were specific. It was heroin trade, and you know, the rest is history. All the bulk of these things are in public domain, and. That, that, that case case has been subpoenaed. The certified true copies are also in public domain. So nothing is really hidden about that. Now, does that have anything to do with this case? Yes, it does. Constitutionally, it is there that if you've been prosecuted in any competent jurisdiction, I didn't see 10 years there. I didn't see 8 years there. I didn't see 14 years there. said any competent jurisdiction. But some lawyers are saying, well, it's more than... 10 years ago and all that. But those against him are like, look, this is the president of the country. That there, there, there should be moral issues involved. You know, that once, once a criminal, always a this and that. So, but then, that's by the way. That's the second thing. Then the third major issue there is the Shetima issue. You know, Shetima is VP, you know, was said to have had the double nomination. He was first uh, nominated to represent the party as a senatorial candidate in Bonu South, I think, yeah, Bonu South. Then subsequently, he was nominated to be VP, but he has not removed himself from that uh, senatorial candidacy position. And they are quoting seriously from the uh, 2022 Electoral Act as amended that the double nomination is an aberration. And cases were cited like the case of Okenwosu and the rest. Well, Okenwosu had two nominations from two different parties, but this more like an internal affairs of the APC. But then, was it a pre-election matter, post-election matter? Well, your guess is as good as mine. The Supreme Court ruled today that the PDP that even raised the case right now and the judgment came out, they had no local standing. So there were other factors that were there, but today was a tough day. A lot of expectation from those that were against them. They felt the Supreme Court was going to do justice for them and all that. Lo and behold, the Supreme Court said, Latinumbu will be sworn in. Well, they didn't say it in those exact words, but it was just that they did not grant the, the, the petitioners what they wanted. But those cases, 
of Shetima, drugs related, forfeiture, what have you, they are still at the presidential election petition tribunal at the appeal court. Now, even the appeal court, whether they rule for or against, they're still going to the Supreme Court because whoever wins or loses will still appeal at Supreme Court. That's the Nigerian law for presidential election. So when you look at all that, the, the tribunal has one or eighty days. That's approximately sixty days. So it's still a long, 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 long time to come. It, they have about. They've been told Labour Party, PDP. They've been told they have about three, four weeks to make their cases, and from there, judgment will come and we we'll take it, you know, to the next level. So the appeal at the Supreme Court today. We all know what what happened vis-a-vis the PDP case. We all know what this is based on the Shetima case. Nothing substantial came out of it. But five members, five indigenous, five residents, so to say, of federal capital territory, now went to court again to say, look, we live in FCT. They went to the court, Abuja High Court. Can you please tell us if Tinubu not having 25% of the votes in FCT can make him be sworn in as president of Federal Republic of Nigeria? And the judge has been adjourning, absconding. He He only appeared once. And it was supposed to also give judgment, I think, yesterday, Friday. And, you know, it wasn't also there. So why are the judges running away? We know, I think there was another case that the judge was not around. So I think it's only fair for the judge to sit and say, OK, good. You're wasting the court's time. This is not fair. We charge you this. You pay this to the blah, blah, blah. But then... They're dodging, which is giving people reason to doubt that maybe the government of the day is behind it. They're trying to force this guy on the people. Well, your guess is as good as mine. Whether Nigerians like somebody or not, there will always be naysayers, there will always be people for, there will always be people against. But I haven't said that the election petition tribunal is ongoing. There's no issue that the courts have refused to tackle right now that is really not at the election petition tribunal. What people were trying to, those that were against it, what they were trying to do is to forestall a situation where Tinubu will be sworn in because they believe that it to be a violation of the constitution. You know, happened on that section one that said the federal government shall not be governed, nor shall any person or group of persons take control of the government of the Federal Republic of Nigeria or any part thereof except in accordance with the provision of the constitution. Now, some weeks back, the vice president of the Labour Party, you know, you know, Idati Baba Ahmed said, like, look, this guy, if you swear him in, it's an illegality. You're inviting the military to take over, blah, blah, blah. Well, he has made a fantastic point. He has really, 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 really scared a lot of people. And we will be lying to say that, look, people were not scared. But then, was he right? Was he wrong? The constitution is clear. But then, who are we to predict or say what the constitution says? You know, the duty of the interpretation lies with the judiciary. When a case where our judges are not giving up to the billing or appearing to give the requisite judgment, we have to just wait for when they decide to do it. But then, the election petition tribunal has no issue. My advice, however, would be that when judgment comes, it shouldn't be based on any technicalities. There's a lot at stake for the future of the country. So let's just wait for them to do what they have to do. So now, what has been violated, apart from 25%, which is in dispute, 
you know, Shetima case, which they, is still in dispute. Yes, it's still at the election petition tribunal. What we do know is that the real violators today that everybody can see is, is, is unarguably the Nigeria Independent National Electoral Commission. They took over the, the Nigerian government. They requested for over 350 billion naira. That's a lot of money. Anywhere in the world, naira or no naira, you know. So they, they got this money. They told us it was going to be a digital election, a technological election. Nothing was going to go wrong. Beavers, they call it biometric. You do everything. Every result will be posted real time on Beavers. I will say, well, on the day of the presidential election, INEC did not do that, which is why there's actually all this complaint, guesswork, you know, all those animosity, tribal innuendo there and there. INEC is the main culprit. That's why people are actually worried and complaining. So that's why I have so many court cases. That's why people are trying to preempt the inauguration and all that. I don't have any crystal ball to say somebody will be sworn in or not sworn in. What I do know is that Nigeria has a constitution. And the constitution is, is clear. Nature abhors vacuum. Buari has said it. I'm leaving. He's also a culprit because after INEC, Buari is the next culprit. Buari, I mean, we have to be fair on him this time around. He was an indolent president, mentally lazy. He was he's somebody that was giving so much but gave back so little. You know, the onus was really on him to deliver, especially in his election against Jonathan, which was predicated on corruption, insecurity, and all that. He failed on all fronts. Barry did, did not even get a C, a D, or an E. You know, it was a total failure. But today we're not talking about Barry. We did that the last episode where we, we talked about eight years of Buari was wasted, you know, but then this guy Kinobu is taking over for Buari. He has he has his hands filled up. His work is cut out for him. It doesn't matter who is actually taking over from Buhari, whether it's Kinobu, Atiku or B or whoever, that person is in a lot of trouble. There's a lot to grapple with. Nigeria's debt is, is approximately seven trillion naira. We're talking domestic and international debt now. So it's not going to be easy for anybody. So if we look at the court cases, well, we have to leave it to the election petition tribunal. You know, so we, 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 I've told you the key issues of the court. There, INEC, nobody can, 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 you know, defend INEC. Not even APC, not even PDP. Everybody is upset with INEC. I'm sure even the president-elect and his party, they're not happy with INEC because they didn't declare themselves. Even if there's, there are people contesting that Tinubu was, you know, announced president, it's not his fault. It was INEC that did it. INEC took so much money and gave back almost nothing in return. So that's where the problem is. So now, what I have to say in all this, we're going to the last segment now, which is, was he elected or selected? Yeah, the law is clear on who is going to announce who the president of Nigeria is when you vote. That's the duty of the Independent National Electoral Commission. They have announced Volatinimbo as the winner of that election. So that is sacrosanct. Whether it was rightly done, negatively done, badly done, the courts will interpret that. Now, there are so many people in Nigeria that doesn't agree with that. Well, what I can tell you for a fact is this. This is the worst and the most shabbily, shoddy election in the history of Nigeria. There was the election that there was so much expectation. The people of Nigeria really came out even though it doesn't reflect on the figure, because we don't even know what to believe. Now, at the tribunal, the parties petitioning 
you know, the, the, the call, I've asked INEC for certified true copy of almost everything they need to prove their cases. INEC has refused to give them their no record of vote for presidential election vis-a-vis the Vivas and the IRM. Now, the IRM, you know, the INEC portal where you see all the results. As I speak to you today, not all results have been downloaded on the IRM, which clearly means that INEC is culprit number one. I mean, they, they, at the end of the day, after all said and done, doesn't matter where all this ends, people in INEC must go to jail. The law is clear on it. It is clear if you mismanage an election, there's a certain number of years you have to go. I mean, the international community have looked at states like River State, we have looked at states like Benue State, and one of the things, the Obidati campaign group, that's the Labour Party, you know, whose candidate was Peter Obi, one of the things they're saying is that there were five states they won that INEC did not, you know, announce them as winners. And the only way they can prove this is to get certified true copy of what INEC has with them. Now, today, INEC has said, well, we don't have anything on the presidential election. We had to, you know, uh, do the governorship election. So for that reason, things that were for the presidential election, everything got missing. Now, the parties are saying that the PDP and, uh, and Labour Party are saying, well, we have AWS, that's Amazon Web Services. They got the back end. They can provide this thing. Nineck is worried. Nineck is that. But then, now where Nineck is also bungling this is that they are just doing the job of the defense attorney for the APC. So that's also giving rise for people to believe that, oh, that means I didn't know what they are doing. They purposely did this to make Tinubu this or that. Well, our call is this. INEC has messed it up and strategically the president Buhari is living on a very bad note. There's zero legacy for him. You know, I'm not going to blame Bolatinumbo for the result of the election, just like all of us have. We will not do that because it's not the job duty of Bolatinumbo to announce the result of the election. It's INEC. Now, it, clearly there's so many irregularities. An example of it was that 25% in FCT. And the law is clear on it. And I think, and I'm saying it boldly that, I think he should have gotten that 25% in FCT. But he didn't announce the result. It was INEC that did, and they've announced it. So then he has to be sworn in. That's the way it works. You know, nature abhors vacuum. So we must have a president on Monday, 29th of May. And there are any unforeseen circumstances that, that president will be Bola Ahmed Tinubu. But having said that, Buhari himself, like I said, has not done well for Nigeria. He got to be president through an election that was free and fair. Fantastic election, not perfect, but you could see that Mahmoud Jega, who was the INEC boss, then was on top of his game. Unlike Mahmoud Yakubu, who was an aberration, I shocked in himself. What is, however, not fair is on the country, Nigeria. The reputation for Nigeria on this election is bad. Now, there are other issues. There are really so many other issues about the past of Latinum. Like I said, the issue of uh, forfeiture of $460,000 drug-related money. Now, there are a lot of moral questions on that. Should a man like that be president of Nigeria? And there are also issues about his educational and personality. You know, someone said that's not his real name. Yes, there are evidence to prove that that's not his real name. That even when he was in Chicago State University, that I read out, that I attended, well, the, the document for his uh, stay in the school was subpoenaed under gender. He had female for Bolatinumbu. I said, look, that's not his real name, man. So why we don't even know who this guy is. And we also know that when he was governor in 1999, he said he went to a primary school that never existed. He went to a secondary school that though existed, but there was no evidence that he went to that school, you know. 
So he also said in 99, when he was governor, that he went to Chicago State University, it was proven beyond reasonable doubt that he never attended Chicago University of Chicago, but he did attend Chicago State University. But we have now realized now that he's going to be president that the Balatinum that you know, that went to Chicago State is actually a female, not a male. Well, I'm sure maybe, maybe he has something up his sleeve. I, he, he cannot be that, you know, we, he could have shown so much political prowess without some level of education, you know. So maybe I think, and I've heard, I've spoken to people about it and say, oh, maybe Volatinobu is not his real name. Maybe it's not a Lagosian. Maybe it's not really Tinobu. is from Oshu State, Iraq, Bridge. Well, it's looking like that. But then, the minimum requirement for public office in Nigeria schools are that what you call secondary school education. There is nothing pointing to the fact that the person bearing the name of Balatinambo attended a secondary school. You know, so maybe he did under another name, but definitely under Bala Ahmed Tinambo. You know, so those are those are what we note. It's no prejudice against him, nothing, no animosity there. It's just what we see. Just like we say at Atlanta Discourse. We go for the fact, and that's what the facts say. So, how do we end this? Was he elected or selected? Yeah, his followers voted for him, you know, and the truth of the matter is that it's going to take us at least six months to know where all this is leading, you know. For people that have said, well, the constitution has been violated, it is dangerous for Nigeria if a president is truly sworn in and it is against what is stipulated in the constitution. That's a fact. It doesn't matter what how anybody feels about it. If it is true that one or one, two or three violations of or one, two or three clauses in the in the constitution will be violated if this president is sworn in, then it is bad for Nigeria, not just for the country, but the way it's going to look internationally. But also, the law is also clear that there's a way to seek redress. There is a means to seek redress. So, and the contenders are in court. The PDP. You know, with this presidential candidate, Atikwa Baka, they've gone to court. Peter Obi himself has gone to court. So for the first time on Atlantic Discuss, I'm not going to stick my neck and say whether I was elected or selected. I'm going to put all the blames on INEC. Yes, Nigeria Independent Electoral Commission, they are corporate one. You know, they're the one that elected him for those that said he was elected. And they are the one that selected him. For those that said it was selected, culprit number two is Muhammad Buhari, who, despite being a major beneficiary of a fair and fair election, has refused to give one back to Nigeria. Not even in, 19, in 2019 when he contested the second time. Buhari, as far as we are concerned here, has no legacy. Nigeria is almost a failed state, if not a failed state already. And this was under the watch of Buhari, who is a military general, a man that supposed to know what to do you know at least at least just for the security related issue but he failed us he failed himself and he failed the country so we're gonna call it a wrap there you know for as far as we are concerned here it is we can't say it's selected because if he will say it's selected and the court the Nigerian supreme court rule eventually that he was elected where do we get it right so because the only reason the only way you can determine whether it was elected or selected is by the court. So we are not the court in this issue. We can predict an election like we did in the past and say, okay, yeah, in Turkey, we think Erdogan will win or the other guy will defeat Erdogan. Just like in Kenya, we said, oh, we go for Odinga. And yeah, Ruto won. 
We don't have a problem with doing that Atlanta discourse, but we go for the facts, and the facts are that it is the Supreme Court of Nigeria that will determine whether what the Independent Electoral Commission of Nigeria has done is right or wrong. Selected or elected, the Supreme Court old is. Buari has disappointed Nigeria. INEC has disappointed Nigeria. The onus is now on the Supreme Court of Nigeria to clear the name of Nigeria after such a shambolic election, most shambolic. So we'll call it a wrap there. Next week, we'll, we'll be looking at something a bit different. I'm going to Zaire, Kinshasa, old Zaire. Yes, Congo, Kinshasa, Congo Democratic Republic. We're going to talk about Mobutu. Yes, Mobutu is late, but there are a lot of things going on with that country. That country has never known peace. There's almost no resources known to man that you don't find in Congo, Kinshasa. Why is that country, since the death of Lumumba in 61-62, has Zaire been circumnavigated and not gotten his act right? We're going to look at it. It's about Mobutu. Can Congo ever forget about it? Have a wonderful weekend ahead. And for those that are against Tinumbu, well, keep trying in court. For those that are for him, it's not going to be easy. Trust me, it's going to be bumpy any which way. Take care. Bye.